0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Tribe fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Locked On Indians. I was going through some of the historical stuff, and uh, on today's show, we're going to use that as a springboard into the center of this discussion, which is all-time Indians starting rotation. Kind of left off, never really got a chance to go too deep into uh, starters. Relievers is a lot more difficult because it is a shorter area. It's kind of harder to look at some of those compiling stats. But before we get into that, let's do a quick look in on our virtual Indians and see how they did over the weekend. So the Indians had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series in New York against the Yankees. Game one of that series, Aaron Saval versus Luis Severino. In that game, we had doubles by Roberto Perez, Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, two by, no, I'm sorry, just one by Domingo Santana, Oscar Mercado, and Fran Reyes. Home runs by Christian Arroyo and Carlos Santana. Seventh for Santana. Two-hit game by Santana, Cesar Hernandez, Roberto Perez, and Domingo Santana, also two hits. Three for Oscar Mercado. Uh, Saval goes seven and a third innings, gives up, six runs on five hits on uh, nine hits and a walk has five strikeouts gives up three home runs uh the indians lose this one it's it's really unfortunate because the indians actually so they they get on the board first the yankees answer with a three-run home run in the bottom of the first so they're up three to one Then the indians have a three-run inning to go up four to three they get three more so they're at this point they're up seven to three okay that, that's looking pretty good right seven to three Unfortunately, uh, this is where uh, Saval and Karinchak kind of combine uh, in the seventh and give up all those runs. Back three run seventh, gets them uh, within one, and then an unearned run comes across in the ninth to tie it up. So we go into extra innings, and in the top of the 13th, that's when Carlos Santana hits his home run, only to see uh, the Yankees get two in the ninth off of Hunter Wood to walk off, win it. Uh, I actually went to Anthony Gose, uh, who I had called up because he had the best stuff, and Wood had been in for one and a third innings and had been mediocre. And in his one at bat, uh, the it's an RBI uh, double by Gio Urshela, scores two runs, and that, that pretty much ends it for the Indians in that one. Uh, horrible game. They come back Saturday with Tristan McKenzie as a start because Zach Plesac is hurt. McKenzie is the highest rated starter in the minor leagues. Uh, not a strong debut by him. Five innings, five runs, all earned on five hits, five walks, and three strikeouts. Uh, Adam Plutko actually does pick up the win for the Indians, pitching six or six, three and a third innings, giving up two runs on five hits, a walk, striking out four. The Indians win this one nine to seven. Um... They would get up big. I mean, well, so much like the other game, they would get a run in the first. The Yankees would follow with two in the first, one in the second, one in the fourth, one in the fifth. I was just trying to get McKenzie to push through and hit five innings. He ended up with 109 pitches through five. But at that point, the Indians, um, so at one point, they are down four to one. They have a three-run fifth to go up five to four. They get that run back in the bottom of the fifth, the Yankees do. Luckily, the Indians have... 5 in the 7th, and even Adam Plutko giving up 2 in the 8th is not enough. And the Indians win. They had 9 runs on 10 hits, no errors. Yankees 7 runs on 10 hits, 0 errors themselves. Home run by Roberto Perez, Carlos Santana, Jose Ramirez, and Christian Arroyo. Double by Cesar Hernandez and Jose Ramirez. Multi-hit games by Roberto Perez, Christian Arroyo, and Jose Ramirez in that one. So in our Sunday rubber match on the 26th here... Indians versus Yankees, we have Shane Bieber on the mound uh, Going up against Mike King, who is starting for the Yankees uh, In this one, the Indians strike first again And the lead bounces back and forth uh, In this one a bit Yankees tie it in the third, Indians put up two in the fourth, two in the fifth Yankees come back and get a run in the fifth, a run in the seventh they get two in the ninth. Luckily, the Indians get one in the ninth to win this one. The Indians end up with six runs on 11 hits and three errors. The Yankees with five runs on nine hits and two errors. Shane Bieber goes seven and a third innings. That's 107 pitches. Uh, Yankees have a big chunk of their lineup that's left-handed, so I intentionally had him come out and face. He was at like 101 pitches to face the righty so I could then go get the lefty. Or I'm sorry, I had him face the lefty, and then I went and got the righty. Uh, went and pulled Karen Chalk who proceeded, well, we'll get into the box score with him, but three runs for Bieber, only two earned, a walk, 12 strikeouts. And I think I had previously said, just in case, seven hits. Uh, Strong performance by him. It's one of his best of late. And then after this, he would promptly break his wrist. I don't know. I pulled him from the game. It didn't happen in-game. But then I got a injury alert in-game broken wrist. He's going to miss two weeks, which is not very long for a broken wrist. So more oddities. Um... Perez, Roberto Perez, Cesar Hernandez, and Shane Bieber with your errors. Karen Schock gives up two runs in the ninth, both unearned, uh, on two hits and two strikeouts because of multiple errors in the ninth. Roberto Perez dropping a pop-up, Cesar Hernandez dropping a pop-up, and in both cases, lo- the runner reached second. For the Indians, a double by Roberto Perez and Cesar Hernandez, Fran Mel Reyes with his sixth, Jake Bowers with his third in this one. Um, for the Indians, a four-hit game by Roberto Perez, two hits by Fran Moraes. Uh, those are the players that stood out offensively. And with that win, the Indians advanced to 17-13, and 13, actually passed the Yankees in the wild card thanks to that series. Um, if you're looking at standings, uh, I've played a little far ahead. Uh, I'm not going to say the exact where I am, but the odd thing right now in the American League is the best record in the American League um, belongs to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Indians have the second best record in the American League, but the Royals at 22 and 10 have the best record. Uh, the Indians currently are up, you know, it's, it's all a bit odd. I think I've seen more, uh, balk, balks and errors than I had ever previously seen in, in a whole season. So we'll continue to have fun with the simulation and, uh, we're going to lead into a little bit of history. We'll come back and talk all-time Indians in the second half of the show. I'm noticing right now, uh, I checked the sound quality and it sounded pretty good to me, but I'm recording through the Real, Real tech mic in system. Normally, when I listen to it, it sounds horrific, but the playback didn't sound terrible. So we will come back. Uh, hopefully, that'll stay okay for this podcast. So the this day in history, and we're going to talk about it on Sunday, is that Addy Joss makes his major league debut future hall of famer uh this would be in 1902 he tosses a one hitter beating the browns at spartan park um have a fantastic rookie season and a very interesting career and that sets us up really well when we come back from the commercial break to talk about all-time indians keeping that name Addie joss in mind one of our big sponsors is Postmates, and they've continued to be a sponsor. And right now is the perfect time for Postmates. Uh, whatever you need, whenever you need it, Postmates is going to bring it to you. They will bring you not just your, you know, your fast food, but they'll also bring you the pickup order from a restaurant. They will go to Walgreens and grab you something. They'll get the your groceries from the store. Basically, view them as is like. A, someone who's working for you, bringing things to you and making your life easier. It's like having a, a, a drone that works for you and is going to bring you what you need after you pay for it. And these times where you don't want to leave the house, if you can avoid it, uh, Postmates is perfect. So you want to get on your user a- iOS or Android device, open it up, see what's in the area that, uh, can get delivered to you. It's also nice from that. Cause sometimes you don't even know what's open right now. So Postmates allows you to see, Oh, this is open. Um, I'm going to place an order and they're going to deliver something to me. So for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. You got seven days to use this free hundred bucks to start your deliveries, uh, download the app and use the code locked on that's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. When you download the Postmates app, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So I thought today, you know, I talked about Eddie Joss, um, He's a really fascinating pitcher, and uh, one of those guys that probably does not get appreciated as much as he should, A, for his performance, and B, for his tragedy. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Addy Joss. We talked about him very quickly at the beginning of the show, but I just want to spend some time. You know, he's this kid from Wisconsin. He made his debut with the Indians in 1902. He was 22 years old, Uh, would go on to pitch 269 innings that year. And he would pitch from 1902 to 1909. Uh, it was the Indians' best pitcher. In 1910, he gets hurt. He only pitches 107 innings that year. And sadly, you know, he was, in 1910, he's 30 years old. He wouldn't pitch again because he would die at the age of 31. Um, I don't know how many people knew that. But he, so he started out with Toledo. And... He the St. Louis Cardinals uh, matched Boston's offer to get him of the Boston Americans Toledo rejected both those offers and continued to pitch for the Mudhens in 1901 and he returned to Wisconsin to pitch for Racine uh, and he led that team uh, to the championship he enrolled, enrolled at Beloit College which now living in Wisconsin I know exactly where that is I get off going Beloit every year and the Brooklyn Dodgers um, were going to sign him. It was reported that he did sign with them, but he denied receiving uh, any money. There is a dispute with this, uh, and the Cleveland Broncos, which is who they were at that point, were offered $500 to Toledo in exchange for Josh Josh, Joss and manager Bob Gilks, who would go on to be a scout for Cleveland. An agreement was reached, um, And he was now a member of the American League, because this was back when the American League National League, they weren't kind of all together, there was, you know, some infighting and issues. Um, Dodgers owner Charles Ebbets invited Joss for a meeting, which he declined, and he let it be known that he would play for the Mudhens for 1902, Um, but he ends up instead pitching in Cleveland. And the Toledo sports writers took exception to him, saying he voluntarily signed a contract with Toledo for this season. But when Cleveland showed him five hundred dollars, he forgot his pledge and sneaked off like a whipped cur. What a great, uh, great sentence! Uh, I mean, you gotta love that one. So there was an argument, and eventually he does come to Cleveland, and um, yeah, he it starts that fantastic career. He would get um, viral meningitis, and that would be when he would pass away. So he attended spring training with the Indians in 1911, and he collapsed on the field from uh, heat exhaustion in an exhibition game. He went to a local hospital was released the next day. Um, they thought that he might have some kind of minor issue. Um, and then it turns out, as I said, that he had uh, viral meningitis, or I'm sorry, tubercular meningitis that had spread to his brain. And on April 14th in 1911, two days after his 31st birthday and two days after Cleveland's opener, he died. So you think about this. This is 1911. Ray Chapman passes away um, in that same decade. It's it's a kind of a team that feels a bit um, snake bit, a bit cursed. But so what happened then was the first All-Star game was played and that was it was to be a benefit for Joss's family on July twenty-fourth, 1911. The Naps invited players from seven American League teams to play against the Naps themselves and the visiting club players were involved included uh, home run baker Ty Cobb, Eddie Collins, Sam Crawford, Walter Johnson, Tris Speaker, Gabby Street and Smoky Joe Wood. Um, I'll do anything they want for Addie Joss's family, Walter Johnson said. And Washington Center's uh, manager, Jimmy McClear volunteered to manage the All-Stars. The memory of Eddie Joss is sacred to everyone with whom he ever came in contact to. That man never wore a uniform. Who was a greater credit to the sport was he. Um, The game was attended by 15,270 fans and raised the equivalent of 357,000 today to help Joss's family members pay remaining medical bills. So if you even go back uh, and look at it, um, his loss... And what it meant to kind of The Indians and where they were You have to wonder if maybe they would have pulled out uh, Won a championship a little bit earlier He would have There's a chance he would have still been around and pitching in that era For that team um, That won the 1920 championship He would have been older But we did see a lot of pitchers pitching into their late 30s Um, Joss had shown no signs of, Outside of that injury Of really wearing down at that point So Just wanted to bring him up. He is the Indians' all-time leader in ERA. His ERA for his lifetime was 1.89. Uh, That's right. It was below 2. Now, we're not going to get into, you know, 1 through 5, who are the Indians' starting pitchers today, because I just wanted to talk about the top 50 career leaders in war and just kind of start there um, and talk about some of the stuff with this year and how things are going to go. Tied for 50th is currently Dave Berba and Jose Mesa at 10.4. Uh, Shane Bieber at, I believe 5.5 is probably the guy in line who's going to knock those two off. Um, he'll be moving into the top 50. I would assume by some point next year, uh, depending on how much time is lost this year. Some other familiar recent names as we're going up, um, you know, Len Barker's at 47, Doug Jones at 49, uh, Dennis Martinez, 46, Jake Westbrook, 45. Mike Clevenger is currently sitting at 44. You have to like his chances to, Let's see. If he were to get a four or a five, if he got a five-win season, let's just put it that way, it would increase him to a seventeen point three, and that would move him into twenty-sixth place. So he should move in the top twenty-five sooner rather than later. Uh, Dennis Eckersley is at thirty-seven. We've talked about Herb Score, who's there at thirty-four. And we go, Trevor Bauer is 29th Twenty-eighth is Cliff Lee mentioned that Swindell is 26. Here's an interesting one. Carlos Carrasco is currently sitting there at 23. If he had not had his um, cancer issue a year ago, if you just give him three more war, he had been a 3.7 player last year. He is a 0.1. So if you go three, you just assume that he's going to have a a drop off and you put that in there, the room of that. All of a sudden, he jumps up to, he would be on this list uh, a little bit ahead of Bartolo Colon, who's at 18th. So Carrasco is going to be, if he can come back and pitch well, and with the time he has left in Cleveland, he's going to end up being one of the top 15 pitchers uh, in terms of war in Indians history. Just moving up that list, Sonny Siebert, who we talked about recently, is 22. Bly Levin, 21. Tom Candiotti at 20. 17 is Charles Nagy. 16, Louis Tiant. 15, CC Sabathia. 14th is Gaylord Perry, who also has the single highest uh, one season. His inclusion at 14 is kind of amazing because he only pitched three and a half years in Cleveland, but he was that good in three and a half years. He's 14th all time and has almost has over a win more than Cece Zabathia, who had seven seasons. Jim Bagby had a late start, and we've talked about him as well, and he is at 13th. Wes Farrell at 12th. George Ewell, who uh, we talked about as a reliever on one of those on the one of the World Series teams at eleven. And you got your top 10. So these are the guys that I'm kind of really looking at for the Indians' five-man rotation of all-time teams. And this top 10 actually has an 11 because there's a pair of players tied at eight. So 10 is Mike Garcia, who I talked about is kind of maybe the most underrated Indian of all time. Willis Hudlin and Corey Kluber at eight. Early Win at seven. Bob Lemon at six. Sam McDowell at five. Addie Joss, four. Mel Harder at three. Stan Kovaleski at two. And Bob Feller at one. So I think we all agree. Bob Bellers has to be on the team as your one. And Stan Kowalewski at two. Um, just big game and everything else. I mean, that's one, two for the Indians. I, I don't think you can make a too big of a debate or argument there. Eddie Joss is rounds out the top three. Those guys are in. I don't think you're really debating any more beyond with those three. Those are the top three arms. And we still have multiple award winners, Hall of Famers. And we have to look at Cy Young in his case for being on the Indians' all-time rotation. Talking about the Cleveland Spiders in the lake. So tomorrow's show: Bob Levin, Sam McDowell, Corey Kluber, Cy Young. We're going to kind of go deep on the Cleveland Spiders. Um, I should say Wednesday show, show. So we got our top three, four, and five is where it's going to get very sticky uh, in terms of putting this team together. We were going to t- we're going to talk about dive into every single player in that Indians' top ten all-time for war. Um, Cy Young. We're going to have to dig into as well for his side of things in terms of putting him on the Indians all-time rotation. As always, you are utterly fantastic. I really love and appreciate all of you for continuing to download, listen, and stay with this podcast as we kind of go into my flights of fancy. Uh, You are a fantastic audience, and I can't thank you enough for downloading, listening, reviewing, and telling friends and the like. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. And as always, go Tribe!